It's been a sad couple weeks in the crypto markets as Bitcoin and all its little children have taken an absolute pounding. With the market cap dropping more than 60% in just a few weeks, many people are beginning to ask, is crypto over? Travis and I aren't happy with what's happened, but we're also not surprised. And we're here to provide you with some perspective that may prove useful. Should you continue buying the dips? What would Ronnie Moas say? And what about Naomi? Let's explore the truth in this Bad Crypto Soap Opera edition of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, Who's bad? Dippity doo da, dippity a. Damn, this dip is really making me angry. <laughs> Where'd crypto go? <laughs> My portfolio is just like everybody else's. I mean, we're down more than 50% just on paper or on, you know, ones and zeros in the internet realm the crypto is just going poof but i don't know i'm not surprised are you well i was really surprised at how fast that everything went up so if we actually look at the market you know on thanksgiving day it that was the first day that it hit 250 million dollar market cap and then on the 29th it hit 340 billion and then and then it went down again. It went on the 30th, it was down to 278, and then up to 360, and then 452, then 360, then 490. And then December 19th, it was up to 640 billion. And then on January 7th, it hit 835 billion. And uh, now it's, then it went down. And a couple days later, it was down to 650 billion, and then up to 700 billion. And, uh, and now we're down at what, 350 billion or something? Uh, so. A little, little less than that. And that's what we're going to talk about here in this quickie. It's the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And we are your co hosts, Joel Calm and Mr. Travis Wright. And uh, we're, we're recording this quickie because we know a lot of you are wondering what the heck's going on. And we're bad and we don't know. But uh, I'm in Valparaiso, Chile. After giving a um, a talk for Enel Energy in Santiago, and uh, Travis is in Kansas City, and uh, we're just I'm recording this. I week. didn't give a talk for anybody. I just hung out in my house, not doing anything. Well, I'm. Uh, I thought you know, let's do this. We didn't have an episode scheduled today, and and want to kind of get you guys up to date on what's going on. So, uh, you know, when this started happening before I left for Chile, I told you that I I decided that it was a good time to take some profits, and I didn't take a lot, but you know, I sold little pieces of my portfolio and I put some fiat in the bank because we are not yet at the place where we are using crypto for you know paying our bills for paying you know our our um, our car payments or rent or credit cards for the most part we're still using that uh, that dirty fiat and so i put a little money in the bank and i'm glad i did uh you know it hindsight's 2020 and of course if i had known i would have put it all in the bank <laughs> and rebought now yeah now but what kind of tax issues would that have created <laughs> it would have created big tax issues uh, but you know here's the deal I, even though i put a little in the bank i'm not i'm not concerned you know pe there's people actually out there asking the question is crypto over 
And I just can't imagine a more panic-driven, short-sighted question to even be asking at this point when blockchain technology is just in its infancy. It's just learning to walk. And I think what happened, Travis, last, you know, at the end of the year is rather than just letting it learn to walk, people are like, oh, you got to run, run, get on board this crypto thing. It's going to the moon. That that's, that was crazy. Well, I mean, you know, what I noticed about the end of the year and the beginning of this year was very peculiar because I had never seen gains like I did like the last two or three days of 2017 and then up until the first couple of days of January. And then it hit a high and then it started coming down. And what's interesting is that, you know, they have had that same thing happen over the last few years in January. It's almost like it gets a peak and then all of a sudden it sells off a whole bunch in January and then it slowly starts rebuilding up over time. Now, I mean, if we look at what happened last year, you can you can zoom in on the total crypto market from last year. And we're sitting at, I think, right at the beginning of the year it was right at 17 and a half billion. And then it went up to almost 25 billion you know, that first week of January, and then it went down to below 15 billion, and then it trucked up to 20 billion again, and then it dropped down to 17 and a half billion. So if you just kind of look at the of the charts and how it's, it, there, it's not irregular to see this happen in the beginning of the year. But once these numbers start getting as large as they have gotten, right, when we're talking 800 billion or 850 billion down to 350 billion, I mean, that's a $500 billion swing. Now, when you're talking $25 billion down to $15 billion, I mean, that's still a significant, you know, percentage drop. And we're talking, you know, not so dissimilar drops now. And you know what? When you take off and you grow 500 and some odd percent, you know, don't be surprised if you drop down 60 70%, right? It's not, it's not a surprise. I mean, we're still way above what we were at Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving we hit 250 billion. We're still at 350 billion right now. That's a hundred billion dollars more, and that's only like two and a half months, Mr. Jolcom. Well, and here's some other perspective for you. A year ago, Bitcoin was just over a thousand dollars, and a year ago, Ethereum was what twelve, fifteen dollars, and you know it went all the way up to what twelve, fourteen hundred, and now it's sitting at about seven hundred forty dollars at this moment. Of course, by the time you hear this, those numbers could be way off. Uh, but you know, when you look at what some people in the space are saying that have been around in a while, John McAfee, uh, you know, take it for for what it is. But you know, he says this is the greatest buyer's market in crypto we've seen in the uh, in the last six months. By the effing dip. Is, is what he said. Ronnie Moas tweeted today that he's putting where his his money, where his mouth is. He says, I bought three Bitcoin at 8,400 late last week, buying three more at 7,700 today, hoping turn lemons into lemonade. And he's like, you know, if, if you're not, if, if you're betting on this uh, more than what you can afford to lose, then um, you're making a big mistake. He also reiterates, be greedy when others are fearful and be fearful when others are greedy, which is, of course, a uh, a Warren Buffett quote. Yeah, this here, you know, if you look at 
2017 seems to me to be just such an anomaly because, you know, Bitcoin grew from January 1st to December 31st of last year by over 1,300%. You know, Ethereum, 8,600%. Ripple grew over 30,000%. Litecoin, 5,000%. Monero, 2,400%. Right. So there's been a lot. Dash grew by nine thousand percent. What kind of growth and what kind of industry have we ever seen that has this kind of growth in one year that those numbers are just not only are they an anomaly, they are such an anomaly that, of course, you have to have a correction. Now, I feel for the folks who got in at the all time high. Right. Because especially a lot of new folks have gotten into the crypto game and some of them have, have purchased Bitcoin when it was 18,000, 19,000, thinking that it was, it was on its run to 100,000. So there's been a lot of people who have at least on paper lost money, but they only really lose when you sell. And so if you sell, when you buy high and sell low, that is the opposite of what you want to do in the crypto space. So, you know, after you've gone through a few of these dips, like Joel and I have here, this is not the first big dip. This is like maybe the third or fourth big dip that we've kind of gone through. This is probably the biggest dip that certainly that we've seen. But after you've gone through a couple, you kind of just go, eh, it always comes back and uh, don't sweat it. it. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's it's all just magical. Internet. Well, you know, we need, it's, perspective is important. And I ran across a great post by a guy who goes by the name Super Dad on Reddit. That's with two U's, and we'll link the post in the show notes. It's on R cryptocurrency. And he provides some really interesting analysis of why the prices move so quickly. That and you know what he says, it has very little to do with uh, money invested and more to do with human emotion with opinion has to do with fear and with greed that's what drives things up and down and you know people the people that are not fearful um, and understand that how this works this is an opportunity for them to take your cryptos um, they will allow the price to move a whole lot on very small transactions and so um, this is a it's a really lengthy piece. Uh, I think. Did you read it, Travis? I did. Yeah, it, it, it was a really fascinating piece because it does talk about how, you know, when one buyer might put up a big wall, like they're going to sell something and then that freaks out people. And then so they start selling and then they pull that out and they never actually even sold it. And then they lower it and move things around. And then one person comes in and makes a purchase and maybe they only even buy a dollar of that lower priced one, well, then boom, that just took, that just tanked the whole market for maybe 11000 down to $4,000 just with one small purchase. So I would say if, if you're, if you are driving or if you are listening to this without a computer in front of you, go to, uh, you know, badcryptopodcast.com, click on the show notes on this episode and read that post because that really talks about the emotions that come into play during this whole crypto space. And so, you know, it's not a lot of money. In some cases, it's moving things up or moving things down. It's perception and it's opinion and it's emotion. Mm -hmm. And and speaking of emotion, there's a chart that we'll link to from Decentral.Market about how to profit from a crash or correction. 
And this chart in the middle of this article has a cycle of market emotions. And you can kind of picture the curve. It goes from optimism up to excitement, up to thrill, up to euphoria, which is the point of maximum financial risk. And then it, as it starts coming down, you have anxiety. That was probably when Bitcoin was nearing $20,000. Yeah. Everybody was crypto gas. Right. Uh, and then as it starts coming down, we go through anxiety. Um, oh my gosh, what's happening? Then denial. Oh no, this can't be happening. It'll, it'll bounce back any moment to fear to, oh my gosh, this is really happening to desperation to, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my money to panic where people sell like crazy to despair, which is the bottom of the cycle where people think it's over to pack it up, take your Bitcoin ball and go home because this thing has failed. And at that moment, the cycle says this is the point of maximum financial opportunity because then it goes from upwards to depression and then back to optimism and the cycle repeats. Itself. So would you say the point of maximum financial opportunity is when most people are in despair and that's the, if that's the low point of the dip, then that goes back into what Warren Buffett has said, right, is is uh, be greedy when people are fearful and be fearful when people are greedy. So when people hit that euphoria state, you know, that would have been a perfect time to, to exit the market. And in theory, based on the cycle of market emotions right now would be one of the best times to get into the market. I mean, if you're looking, it's like we've gone back in time right now. It's like we've gone back into October. Some of the prices on this stuff, I mean, Monero is less than $200. Neo right now is around $80. Uh, Dragon uh, chain is around a dollar. I mean, we're looking at a lot of the EOS is like less than $8. And so like, these are some really good prices on coins that have been much, much higher. And just based on those principles, knowing that some of these coins have really strong uh, principles, and they have really strong solutions that they're working on and great teams, you know, a lot of these are going to bounce back in big, big ways. I think Lumens right now is under is under a third of a dollar. It's like 33 cents or something right now. Ripple's like 80-something cents. So, like, if you add some extra money to buy, it's, it's, that, it's that thing called cost, what is it, dollar cost right. averaging? So maybe you bought a, maybe you bought one Bitcoin at, you know, $20,000. Now you buy another Bitcoin at $7,000. Now you have two Bitcoins that you spent $27,000 on. So essentially you got that bit, those two Bitcoins for around, you know what, uh, thirteen thousand dollars, thirteen five or something. Maybe you buy another one, and you then you're like, all right, now I got these down around you know nine thousand dollars a piece. So cost, you know, you know, cost averaging on your dollar is is a good, um, you know, uh, sort of psychological thing to do, and it makes your portfolio seem better. And of course, we are not financial advisors, uh, but you know, make your own decisions here. Ronnie Moes posted in the Bad Crypto Mastermind a chart of. Um, the growth of internet users in the world from 1995 to 2010. And it went from, in 1995, 16 million users to 2010, uh, 1.6 billion. Of course, it's much bigger than that now. But he puts a quote on this photo that says, we are in the early stages of this game. Crypto will either crash and burn or go up 5 to 10x from where we are today in the next few years. In a best-case scenario, the crypto user's chart will look similar to this internet user's chart 15 years from now. We're today with crypto where the internet was in 1996 when we witnessed the Netscape watershed moment. And, and I don't disagree. You know, whatever happens with Bitcoin or any crypto blockchain technology 
is here to stay. It is revolutionary. We're not shutting down the blockchain shop and saying, well, okay, screw this you know, blockchain technology. We're just not going to use it. There's no way that's happening. It's not happening in the same way that after the first dot-com bubble burst, people said, well, uh, we may as well shut down the World Wide Web. There's no point in building websites. It's not going to happen. It's here to stay. And that is why I'm hodling. If you're stressed out about this stuff, then go outside and play. You know, whether you sell or not, go get some fresh air. Whether you buy more or not, go spend time with your family. It's just money. And if you are investing so much in this that it will affect your mental well-being, your emotional well-being, whether, you know, if it goes down or if it goes up a whole lot, then perhaps you should take a look at whether or not you need to be investing in something as volatile as uh, as these markets. So uh, one more piece of news I want to toss in, Travis, just because you mentioned uh, Litecoin, and that is an announcement that came out. Litecoin payment processor and card provider LightPay launches February 2018. This is, uh, I guess, a way to offer lower settlement charges for payments than credit cards currently offer up to 3%. Uh, credit cards charge up to 3%, but this is supposed to be much smaller. And I, nobody saw this announcement coming. Yeah. And what's one thing that I found interesting about it is it didn't impact the price at all. It's like, oh, here's this amazing thing that's coming out that's going to be expected to have a ton of adoption from these retailers and, and not not nearly a blip I don't on it. Think, it was like, yeah, cool. I don't think anything short of Amazon announcing that they were starting to take Bitcoin would move the market positively as much fear as there is right now. I think it's going to take a little time. I don't know if we've seen the bottom yet. I mean, there's some people that say five, 6,000 is the bottom on Bitcoin before it, you know, well, that does. If you look at the um, the chart of Bitcoin of where the uh, where the support levels are, I mean, if we're looking at this from the whole year, it does appear that right at about well, sixty two hundred appears to be a low that was there. So if we hit under sixty two hundred, then it would then it would most likely go to maybe maybe fifty six hundred. So we'll have to see, we'll have to see where that support line goes. Hopefully, it doesn't go below five thousand. But if it does, guess what? That's a nice dip, and that is four times five thousand is four times lower than the all time high for the most part. So you know what? There's people going to make a whole lot of money, and I guarantee you that you know with Wall Street and more of those folks who have gotten involved in crypto, they love this because now they have a chance to get in on some of this stuff at much lower prices than before, and they like you to sell them because then that allows them to get their hands on yeah. some. So I'm not selling my Bitcoin. I haven't. I hold on to that. Uh, I don't have a, as much of that as some of these other altcoins that I enjoy because I think that those are going to take off. But I mean, this is what it is. And anytime you get really scared in the whole space, uh, then what you really need to do is just zoom out. Uh, don't be, you know, don't look at the last month or the last three months. Look at the all time high and look what's happened every single time. We've had a bump and then a bump and then a bump and then a down and then a big bump and then a down. So, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, when it's all said and done, this will probably look like another one of those tiny little blips. So be of good cheer, my friends. Life is good. The crypto, the technology that underpins 
these cryptocurrencies is not going away. And if you think that companies won't be investing in building on these technologies to create services that will better um, uh, handle what they do now to better serve mankind, then uh, maybe it's not the market for you to be in. But for me, I've seen this before and uh, I'm not going to let, you know, does it suck that the markets are down? Yeah. Nobody likes to see their portfolio bleeding, but uh, I just, my sense is that all will be well, that the technology is in its infancy and that I refuse to panic. sell. just not going to do it. Not going to happen. Nope. Not refusing to panic sell. Uh, I ch- I choose to panic sell on my own, you guys. You can't make me. <laughs> you know what's funny, emotions. I'll, I'll panic sell if I want. <laughs> what's funny is that the, uh, the our peers and people who are naysayers, they always come out of the woodwork and go, see, I told you it was a bubble. Uh, with you know this fundamental misunderstanding of what this is actually all about, and then when it does go back up, invariably they will disappear. You know, as it goes back up, and the "I told you so"s will mm-hmm. will uh, not be saying "I told you so" until it gets high again. Then they'll come out of the woodwork again. Oh, it's a bubble! It's too high! It's going to crash! It's never going to work! We're all doomed! We all feel bad. Like I was like, oh, those poor people who bought, you know. Bitcoin at a thousand dollars and now it's at eight thousand dollars. Yeah. See, <laughs> told you it was a bubble. Like really? Ah, uh, well. Hey, if you want to join the conversation, come over to the Bad Crypto Mastermind at badco.in forward slash mastermind, and uh, there's some good content that's being posted over there, and hopefully, we'll put your your mind at ease. And again, keep things in perspective. Uh, it's only money, and if you're investing so much that it and you see it going down, that it's impacting you negatively, then maybe it's time to reevaluate your investment strategy. But what do Travis and I know? Because we are not financial advisors. You know what? We are just uh, enthusiasts of the blockchain space and cryptocurrency fans, and we're having a good times with this. And so we, as always, appreciate you guys tuning in and listening to our musings and ramblings. Uh, you know what? We've had some some really amazing people on the show, and we're going to continue to have amazing people on the show. This, again, was just sort of a quickie. We wanted to uh, reach out to you guys and, and give you a perspective of what we feel is going on right now. You know, and Joel, he's hanging out in Chile and uh, taking time off of his uh, chill time in Chile to have a little podcast for you all. So thank you for your time, Mr. Joel Com. You are so friendly. Absolutely. And for all the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, you can consider this a crypto hug from Travis and myself. And uh, it just bask in it, bathe in it as though, oh, I feel the warmth from Travis and Joel. It, it's actually more like a bear hug from Travis because he's just a, a bigger human and, and has the ability. And actually, I just peed <laughs> in the pool. So my, I apologize for that. The excitement and the depression and the despair and the optimism. <laughs> Travis is uh, leading by example so that you can all stay bad. Who's bad? 
The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.